Hello and welcome to the Film Tirade. I'm your host, Aldous Movies, and with me is my co-host. Introduce yourself, sir. I'm Weezerholic. Good evening. Hello, Weezerholic. Where are you from? What is your Instagram at? Weezerholic. Weezerholic, what a unique name. Yeah, let's go. Welcome back to the Film Tirade, and thank you for watching last episode. Uh, today's episode is going to be like, it's not going to be as constructed as last episode was. The return of the Hulk Union One Minute Reviews is here, though. That'll be at the end of the episode. But, yeah, um, yeah it's just going to be an iconic waffling episode. Where we're just going to waffle from topic to topic. Just like the episode, two episodes prior to this one, where we just talked about Denzel Washington, Macbeth, the MCU, and more shit. It's going to be like one of those episodes. Keep shit! That was three episodes ago now, isn't it? Fucking hell. We've done, we've done, this is going to be our 28th episode. Based. That's like as much as... Seinfeld seasons are, you know, like that's like. <laughs> What's the deal with film podcasts? They're all the same. Jerry Seinfeld needs his own podcast. Does he not have one? Well, I guess he has comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh, he's yeah. That's like the that's like that's a pod. It's a TV show. But it's a podcast. Yeah. That's like the OG thing. That's like, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld was the head of the... We mean like an actual Seinfeld podcast where he goes through every episode, right? With guests and shit. I don't know. Don't bring on Michael Richards. I'd be oh, bad. no, he will because he's besties with him. I'd be bad. <laughs> Michael Richards will say some things like getting kicked out of the Shout Factory in every episode of the Seinfeld podcast. Fuck Jerry Seinfeld. He's the reason my first account got like removed, bro. Sherrington. For impersonating him, just because I changed my profile picture to him in Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the film tirade. It'll just be a waffling episode. We have got one movie to review, though. That movie is Dog. Have you watched any movies recently, Jason? Um, you watch these boring black and white neo noir von Hinden shit movies for your class. Let's see. What's the last movies I've seen? Ringu. The original ring, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Jurassic Park, Eraserhead. Ringo? No, Ringu. The original oh. The Ring. Oh, yeah, Ringo. And like now Ringu. I'm watching this three hour epic for my medieval history class. So he's watched about 70 movies in the last day? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about Dog. Um, Dog is a movie starring Chan Tatum, written by Chan Tatum, produced by Chan Tatum, and co directed by Chan Tatum. And it follows Chain Channing Tatum. Sweep. Yep, Channing Tatum Sweep. The greatest director ever, question mark. And it starts Channing Tatum as a, as a man with a dog. And it's just like every man with a dog movie. But it's actually surprisingly wholesome and also really political commentary on and like the American like system and how, how screwy they are and how they don't really care about the humans that are there, but also the animals and just anybody that's under their command. And I think they showcased that very well. It looked pretty beautiful. It was very experimental. And the one thing I like about it is the fact that it's like a B-list, A-list actor. You know, a household name. Everybody knows who Chan Tatum is, right? True. Like, like he hasn't been in a fucking movie in like 50 years. And that's probably because of Gambit. <laughs> you Besides know, guy. Free Guy. Besides Free Guy. He's free. making a Channing Tatum renaissance now, isn't he? Yeah, and he's going to be in, uh, what is it? The Lost, Lost City. City. Yeah, he's making a Channing Tatum renaissance. Yeah, so I'm on about. But before Free Guy, the greatest movie of all time, um, he was literally like in nothing. He was, um, he was, his last movie was Logan Lucky, right? 2017. 
Well, I think he did like a few voice acting work, but that was the last That's... actual. Yeah, I'm not about like you know him being a leading man type thing, but you know it was like 2017-18 where he wasn't like in live action movies. It's um, he's still what do you call it? He's still a big shot actor. People know him. I really like the fact that he's returned with a 15 million dollar budget. He's made back all his budget in his first day. It's a huge success, and I love that because it reminds me of the 2000s model of getting a wide scale release for a niche budget like movie and like dropping it just releasing it i really like that respect that like it feels like something that george clooney would do in the late 90s or a brad pitt movie in the 2000s something i really like that i really like that feel and i don't know how you think about that jason but i think it's better than just indie movie that gets small release 40 million dollar movie that doesn't make its budget back and cape shit movie cape uh, film, yeah, 101. Cape shit film 101 and every other non or oh this is also also an original ip which i like as well uh, and also non-original blockbusters, which make pump up all the fucking money. It's very sad. I hate how the industry has moved to that. And I really respect movies like this for kind of trying to go back to basics a bit, but also to like kind of change it for the greater good. Also, he's obviously very passionate about this because he worked on everything to do with it. Truth. Yeah. So yeah, I I really like that. What do you think? What, what, do, you, what do you think of the blockbusters and the industry and like that, Jason? You never talk about it. It did. Goodbye, world. Last, <laughs> if you think about it, as much as Illumination is like a pretty mid studio, they've made all the Sing most too. recent original. Because you got Sing and The Secret Life of Pets, are pro- and even Despicable Me are like oh, probably like three of the yeah. more main, like actual, genuine blockbuster films of the last ten years that are can stand on their own without having to be connected to. They also make like, the Doctor Seuss adaptations, though, Jason. Yeah, yeah, they're in charge of those shits now, bro. They're also doing the Mario movie. Truth. So like they're not exactly the most original in the shell. They just, I you can say that about every action, every animation movie. Jason, Pixar do that all the time. But they don't make, they, but they don't sweep as well as Illumination does. I feel. Oh, oh yeah, def- well they do still sweep because they got that Disney logo on them, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they'll always sweep, buddy. But the, but the Disney Plus, what is it? Movies have been. I mean, not the Disney Plus. The Pixar movies have been on a downward spiral. I fear. Not yeah. in quality, just in terms of money, because I'm gonna they've be been honest, going straight to Disney Plus because they don't, nobody cares about them. I'm going to be honest, though. You know why? Because they're all so fucking repetitive, in my opinion. Hot take. Yeah. I find a lot of the Disney animated movies kind of repetitive. I know everybody still loves them, and they're still very critically acclaimed, and they still get nominated every year. Everybody still likes them. I just think they're very fucking formulaic. And like, they're not formulaic as in they all follow the same template, even though you can argue they do, but every movie, every K- PG movie follows that whole you know what template i'm on about where it's like some guy is low in his life oh no he finds a new meaning with a new character oh crap a plot twist happens or they have beef they break up they have to get back together for the third act they finally find meaning in their life the end you know cinema yeah cinema every fucking animated movie follows that and i don't know how i feel about that and it's kind of showing more in these modern, like, in these newer Pixar movies. Because, again, there's there's so, like, many things that haven't been done. like, And there's so many things that have been done. And therefore, it's harder for, like, I don't know, to make a unique, like, movie that follows the same groove and animation and stuff. And therefore, a lot of them can feel very similar. And then you got shit like Incredibles 2, which is just, like, I don't like that shit, you know? It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just it's very... It's actually the, the first movie, again. Just, yeah. Except instead of Mr. Incredible, it's now Mrs. Incredible doing the same thing that Mr. Incredible did in the first one, where he goes off on his private mission or whatever. 
Also, they're aggressive every character when it comes to their arcs as well. Like, yeah, like, they do. Mr. Incredible, Violet, and Dash are just fucking stupid now. Oh, yeah, they literally... Yeah, like, nobody... They literally made them. them into nothing for that, for the sequel. Yeah, like, like even the kids, like, like okay, Mr. Incredible's dumb, but, like, uh, you know, it's just a big con. You can just hate on it, I guess. But they even make the kids stupid yeah, as well. Yeah, they ruined like Violet was was never dumb. She was pretty yeah. smart in the first one. Like maybe Dash, I can understand because you know he's a little kid. But Violet was never like I don't know. They just turned Violet yeah. into like a side character, pretty much. I guess I think they technically saved the day at the end, but like they do that. In the, it's, it's it's a re it's a rehash of the first movie. It doesn't really yeah. matter. It's like oh, we don't take you seriously. Ah, we'll do what we did in the first movie again. Blah blah. Except worse because the first movie is really fun and cool and stuff. It's also really disappointing because Brad Bird helped with it and like brad bird was actually like oh we're not gonna make a sequel until it's perfect nah mate you're not gonna make a sequel until they offer you like 72 million dollars to return away truth yeah but like it's kind of funny because brad bird is a visionary in my opinion so it's kind of sad that they did that but yeah yeah incredibles 2 not very repetitive movies very repetitive movies they made a sequel to every single movie except for brave i remember when i first met jason brave was his like least favorite movie i, asked jason, I still don't like it. what's your least favorite movie and he's like brave we watch a lot more shitter movies now so he probably doesn't like them as much but brave is still pretty mid yeah it's the definition of boring it's so dead bro do you remember that 2010 to 2013 period in in all of film where everything was dark and grungy and moody and like dead bring it back Bring it back. You want it back? It was the Nolan era, right? It was because Nolan made Dark, Dark Knight, and everybody's like, we need to be edgelords. It gave us Tasm, Brave, Hunger Games, and um, uh, Maze Runner. Um, Twilight doesn't count. Twilight was too fucking cheesy, bro. Twilight does not. It it was it's all this shit that didn't take itself. It took itself too seriously, and therefore it didn't have like a you know. A funny bone in its in the, yeah. to save the movie. All that shit I'm on about, and they all have the same posters. You know what I'm on about? The one character poster, the character look in an action pose. You know, with like the dark color correction, blue colors. Yeah, very tense. You got that text on there. Tasm and Brave had the same like promotional shit. If I'm right, even though Tasm has some cool promotional art, it's just a lot of it looks like it's from The Dark Knight Rises. Hashtag make Tasm three. Hashtag make Tasm three. Hashtag Tasm Three fan film. True, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I that era was so funny. I do. Uh, trends are really. Oh yeah, Captain America: Winter Soldier, and yeah, also right. also falls into it. Oh yeah, I know it was twenty fourteen, but but I remember those pirating discs. They had the first Avenger poster, and it was proper shitty, like proper dirty <laughs> and dark. <laughs> Winter Soldier just carried that on. And if you guys don't remember, if you guys girls whoever was watching our podcast do not remember the. The Winter Soldier posters, like every Photoshopper in the 2010s, late 2010s, used that template, and everything looks so dark and dead. I'm the one where about... the one where he's like walking and yeah, yeah, yeah. and it has like Scarlett Johansson and yeah. and Samuel Jackson in the background. And it's yeah. all there's so like a battlefield. It's all they used that as the template, didn't they? All the photoshoppers used to use that as the template. Like, oh yeah, we have to recreate this poster like as much times as we can. The background, everything, and all of them had those gray, te- like, gray macho fonts. You know, yeah. yeah, and like the background was filled with like battleships getting exploded yeah. and crap. It was... Yeah. It's so like stupid. It's Transformers marketing to one hundred. It's like Transformers. I'd say every Michael Bay movie has Michael Bay. Like, it's it's the same font though. It's the same font and color correction. But every Michael Bay movie feels like a Michael Bay movie when it comes to promotional art. Yeah. I feel like I feel like when 
generic, well, not even Captain America: First Avenger. The what else did it? Every serious franchise did it. Fast and Furious did it for like three movies. Um, Brave, uh, Tasm. Whenever something takes off too seriously, it uses that generic grey dim background and the grey font. Ian the Bay looking art. They all did that. They all did that in 2010 to like 2014 or whatever. It was really funny. It was a really funny time. And if you go on Hulk Union's page, it's probably documented. Yeah, truth. If you scroll back yeah. far enough on the Hulk Union Instagram, you'll probably, it'll probably be a picture of him being like, going to see the new Captain America film. Mm-hmm. There's also a really good Twitter page. I think it's called Awful Fan Posters or something. I follow it. Um, it they, They'll post like, it's basically you send them something and they post it. So they post a shitload of posters. And a lot of them are like, the posters from that era. Like like awful Star Wars Force Awakens fan posters from twenty thirteen. It's like my favorite. Like, there's even like posters from two thousand and two or whatever when, when it was rumored that Leo DiCaprio was gonna play Anakin and shit. And, <laughs> and they are as bad as you think. They got the Avatar font on them and stuff. It's like it's it's Yeah, funny shit, funny shit. So everything is too refined now in my opinion though. By that I mean everything looks very artificial. Like if you watch a blockbuster, in the background and shit, it kind of looks fake. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean it's it's like I don't know. It's it's very, very very obvious that they're just standing on a green screen set and yeah. just doing, like it like literally. There's the f- movie I'm watching right now for my mm-hmm. middle Hollywood class, the three hour epic Saladin. I mean, there's scenes where you could tell it's a green screen and like, you know, I obviously because it's 1963, but it's kind of sad to think that I'm still saying that what fucking for a movie that came out 49 years later, I can still look and be like, that's just a green screen because it's so obvious. It's kind of sad that like with the amount of technology there is, nobody can still, you know, the amount of funding there is towards films and people still can't make put together a decent green screen. I think that's why I like shit like Dog, because back in the 2000s, like, if you give someone, if you give a bunch of critics like Kevin Smith and Rob Zombie and a Wes Anderson a small budget, and then give David Fincher the, the, or, like, someone else, like, a bigger budget than that, and then you gave, like, the Scorsese's and shit, you had them managed, and then you made your big blockbusters with Bay and, like, the superhero shit before it became big, the, it, it, the, the, the money got split out better. Yeah. And more wide scale, the studios, you know, they used to make their money back with every single movie, and um, and you know, you could you could get uh, funding for a Scorsese to make an Aviator or a Gangs in New York or a or a Departed. Now it's vice now it's like, well, Scorsese, good luck getting your money because yeah. we need to we need to go make Marvel one hundred and one. Yeah, and one of our friends, our good friends, I think they made a comment about uh, funding for a gangster flick and. Uh, about 150 million or something. Who would pay 450 million for it? I think I kind of we went. I, I deconstructed the budget, and <laughs> yeah, he would still be very underpaid for you know how he makes these movies. Yeah. Cinema at its finest. Yeah, but um, yeah, and also inflation. People don't take inflation to truth to an equation. Like fucking 30 million in 2000 was like it's like 60 mil now. It's like it's not 60. It's like 40, 50 mil. It's like it's doubled basically. 300 mil is a billion. From 1980 to 2022 or 21, it, it's you gotta take all this shit to heart, bro. It's it's kind of sad that the movie industry has come to where it is. Yeah. But I'm but I'm glad movies like Dog exist because because the thing is right, you could be like, oh, Dog's a generic movie, Adil. Like like every indie movie has a very has a cheaper budget, like a five mil to ten mil budget. 
but like unless you're talking about Blumhouse productions, a fucking movie with Channing Tatum on a fifteen million dollar budget is not gonna get a wide scale every theater in the world release. Yeah. The fact that it's it didn't even go like the fact that it's even having a theater release right now is amazing. I'm surprised it didn't just go straight to VOD or something. Exactly. Cause I mentioned this in my letterbox review, but like you there's so many movies like Dog, you know, small original IP movies with an actor, but they're made by Amazon Prime or Netflix yeah. or something, right? They're like they're, they're for streaming services. And they'll get this actor. They're doing that with rom-coms. Prime are very clever. They're doing that with rom-coms. There's a Charlie Day and Jenny Slate rom-com that came Truth. out. They made a bunch of rom-coms, bro. But but the reason they're releasing these rom-coms and streaming services is because since that old like blueprint of giving niche directors niche voices has kind of gone a little, and you can't really make your you know dumb comedy or dumb rom-com anymore, uh, they've 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 gone back to doing them on streaming services. And the same can be said about these other movies, like a you know. Kevin Smith had trouble making Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and let's be honest, we'll probably get trouble. We'll probably struggle when it comes to funding for Clerks Three and Mallrats, even though you know he's made Clerks Three now, hasn't he? I think. Yeah, I, th- I think Clerk. I don't know if it's finished filming or if it's in production right now or something, but yeah. But but due to the formula that he's using now, he'll probably make it a roadshow again, right? Yeah, I'm assuming because yeah, like it's I don't know. It's kind of sad that a movie of that. I mean, even thinking about, like, we've talked about this before, like, Black Swan, the fact that that movie ended up making, it never had a huge weekend, but the fact that it's, like, just had such a long run based off of just how, like, highly reviewed it was, it made, like, 300 and something million dollars. That will never, never happen again. We'll never see an indie movie make that much money ever again. The closest that'll come is probably Parasite, right? How much did Parasite make? I'm curious. Let me see. I think it made 239 or something. Parasite Books Office. It made two hundred sixty-three million. Yeah, wow. yeah, to- yeah, that's, I told you, inflated. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's the closest will come. People are saying, uh, yeah, Parasite is the closest will come. And the, I, you, you know, I'm gonna go on to this next point. And even then, Parasite was before was before uh, COVID, COVID too. So yeah, now well, in this COVID era, there's no no chance that we'll ever see something like that again. 2019 is the closest we've came to a great film year, but yeah. but but again, in, um, if you look at the blockbuster that year, it was it was like eight out of ten movies by Disney. And yeah, like, there was the 2019. Like I was looking back on some of the blockbusters. That was like the year of like Dark Phoenix, Men in Black, International. Like the yeah. box office for the for the fucking blockbusters were very bad. Like there was a lot of flop blockbuster shit yeah. movies. So it was kind of the indie scene. Well, I guess yeah. more independent scene that had to carry it. Yeah, but at the same time, Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home, yeah, of course, Jumanji, that shit has uh, to... Joker, uh, uh, Captain Marvel. There's, a, there's, a, look through it, look through it, bro. A Toy Story Four, look through it. There's a the 2019 block uh, box office is the scariest box office box office I've seen, Jason. Um, 2018 was a year of blockbusters, I'd say, but but 2017, shockingly enough, and uh, 2019. Well, both 2017 and 19 are really good years for movies, but but the box office is the top 10 box office of those years is very fucking scary. Um, scariest I've ever witnessed. But 2019 was, was a good year for independent cinema, I'd say. A lot of people made more letterbox accounts back then as well. You, you know, um, the only problem was a lot of those movies did not get wide scale releases. Like, was the lighthouse available everywhere for you, or was it certain places? No, it was only at um, yeah, like AMC theaters and shit. Yeah, it was not available everywhere in the UK. It was, 
it was available like at some places upon launch and then after like after a yeah, while yeah it started it like again. expanding a little bit yeah that's yeah. what happened uncut gems was not released anywhere here uncut gems had uh i don't know if it was it wasn't completely widespread but it was it was a pretty big release oh that's good for you yeah Uncut Gems here was not a big release at all. I don't think they relied on a basketball movie with Adam Sandler in the UK. But um, it was... I, you could probably watch it in London and Manchester and shit. But, like, I wasn't... You know, I was just looking at a place in Bradford. You could not find it anywhere in Bradford, bro. You had to wait till the Netflix release on, in the UK because uh, the staff designed, like, a thing with Netflix where they got their movies. Oh, yeah, that's it, right. Uh, that's in the right. UK. And the only way to get the Blu-ray is from Amazon on probably um, Criterion. The, I don't know. The Criterion's out in the US, I think. I don't know if it's out in the UK yet. I went Criterion shopping and find it, but that's the only way you could probably buy it in the UK. And it's probably a physical copy you want due to Netflix being a streaming service and, uh, you know, it being such a big movie and that. It's definitely one of my favorite movies. And, uh, you know, you're probably not going to find it physically anywhere else unless you buy the Criterion if that comes yeah. out in the UK. No, but, we can't have Criterion's a popular movie. You're right, PP, because because someone like me can you know definitely get Uncut Gems. Yes, you're, in the UK with you're gonna go. One. You're gonna go take a plane to, to New York City to go watch Uncut Gems, then go back home. That's what we're the gonna only do, way. baby. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's mad. Yeah, those movies in Parasite had a wide scale release, thankfully. Yeah, at first I don't. I think it started off pretty small, but definitely yeah. after one Best Picture, all of a sudden, like it was at every theater. Yeah, yeah. But it that's was, usually was... what they do for Best Picture movies yeah. anyway. They get like a few weekends in every theater just because you know people want to go see them. Yeah, of course. The only one they didn't was Nomadland, but that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, there was no. Yeah, and nobody wants to watch Nobin Land. I fear the only the only movie that was uh, chilling back then was Croods. Yeah, Croods too. Cruz 2 had this weird legal loophole you know about the story where it's playing in every country for like two years really? oh really I didn't know that was a so thing so basically it had the American release there right yeah but I don't think it released in other countries by that time or some shit so it was let's say Chile would be playing it for like a few months later after that and then the UK would be playing it for a few months after that <laughs> and then when cinemas opened in the UK it started playing for like three months and then some other country played it for the rest of the year Cruise so it played for like smart. It played for a year and a half or some shit. It, it carried on playing. It went through every location or some shit. It was hilarious. Croods 2 was smart because I know a lot of, lot of I think a lot of um, like companies are afraid to do that like slow rollout in each country because yeah. they're afraid of pirating. But Croods yeah. 2 took the risk. And I mean, it was it so worked. funny. Nolan was like, I'm going to save yeah. cinema with Tenet. And then yeah. the Croods 2 ended up being the better box office hit. Yep. So so I made that meme and like I I love I love that's my favorite thing. Bring up the crude two box office, but it is it, it kind of it's kind of a cheat fact because it was a legal loophole thing that they did. But it is really funny to bring up how much money they made and they probably can still continue making that movie because they're probably crude, some other smaller crude, countries and stuff. Crude, crude. coming out. It should come out. It should come out. They made two. The uh, crude two is the most successful movie of the pandemic probably. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. Yeah. I mean. I- I'm trying to think. I don't think anything else. I mean, besides, like, you know, about, like, we're talking you know, about Marvel after, crap. After Birds of Prey and uh, Black yeah. Bears. We're talking about stuff after that. Like, the the, be- the beginning of opening of theaters again, yeah, that was that was a sweep. Yeah. Before theaters even opening. Just American theaters opening. It's, it's, Croods has to be the, yeah, biggest thing then. Godzilla vs. Kong probably as well in it, but that's like after. Croods, about, like, Croods in the United thing. States ran from November 25th. Yeah. Of of 2020 all the way until June 24th of 2021. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you, I told you it ran for long. It ran for so long. I love. It's one of my favorite facts. I love looking at movies that run for long and then seeing if they have any weird ass legal loopholes in every country. And Chuckling Enough Cruz is one of those movies. Yeah, Cruz Two only made like eight. Only made nine million seven hundred and twenty-four thousand opening weekend, but it ended up grossing fifty-eight million in the U.S. alone, just because of how long it ran. It and it made two hundred fifteen worldwide. You know how I noticed about the Crudes thing and how it was going on for so long in different what? countries. It was, um, I think, I was looking up Crudes too as a joke for the box office thing, and then I saw like you know show times, like when it's showing and stuff, uh-huh. and no cinema in the UK was open, so I was like fucking confused where the show times here. And then, <laughs> and then like you, where, a few months later, I saw billboards, and then when I went to the cinema, it was still playing when it was <laughs> over in the US, and I'm like, so so it's over in the US, but it's still making money in the UK, and then I looked into it and shit. Crudes 2, cinema at its finest. What a cinematic masterpiece. Crudes 2, one of the last original IP blockbusters, too. It is, yeah. I'm sure, I wish it got nominated for an Oscar that year. <laughs> Did it, get, it didn't get nominated for Best Animated Feature? No, right? No, because we rioted for it, right? I can't remember. I can't. I, I think it got, I know it definitely got a Golden Globe nomination, Golden but Globe I don't think, nomination. yeah, I don't think it got the Oscar nomination. What the hell? No, we didn't. We Crudes 2, safe cinema, and they're really going to not give it. And ask. I remember a movie came out like three weeks after it or some shit. We're like, oh crap, it's not getting nominated or something, but we can try hard. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Croods too, we love you. We stand uh, the Croods. We stand the Croods. <laughs> but yeah, what was I going to say? Dog, good. So yeah, Dog is something you'd expect from a streaming service to release, but the fact it got a wide-scale release in 2022 and, a and it's making money. And it's making money is a very positive thing for the industry. Uh, Isn't also, um what's his name in it? Ethan Supley, right? Yeah, he is. He he plays like he actually plays like a supporting character role in the third act and second act. Holy also, crap, also nobody's mentioned this yet. Bill Burr has a cameo. He's in the movie. Yeah, he has a cameo. Who does he play? <laughs> he plays a police officer. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Nash is in the film too. Oh yeah, that's obvious. He's a yeah he he's in the first act, but it's very obvious. It's a very it's like it's like a Green Knight in a way, or like how can I? It's like Pig. You know, as in Indeed. he just chills. It's just, but it's like it's 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 like a Cohen Brothers type thing where you know how he just chills and meets all these random people and gets some weird scenarios. Mm-hmm. It's more so like that, but at the same time, it's like you know it's wholesome and it's like you know family stuff and there's some like it's very depressing. Obviously, it's got very fucking depressing shit. Yeah, it's PG thirteen too. It's not even like it's just like a straight up PG kids film. No, it isn't. It's twelve A PG thirteen. Yeah, because it's got some really depressing shit. I don't know why the fucking advertising for the movie was so positive. Yeah, there's 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 literal parts where he's like flipping off because he isn't taking his pills and stuff, and like you know, he's screwed and stuff. And there's moments with the dog, and there's really sad side plot about the dog. But um, yeah, like it's 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 like it's it's fucking advertises one of these buddy cop like buddy 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 <laughs> movies. And he's like, ah, dog, you're so silly. But like it's it's not it's like it's like he doesn't fucking like the dog he doesn't know what the fuck to do he's really fucking upset with his life and he just wants to be a normal guy but he can't because he's part of the army and um, you know it's got all the characters that you'd expect from the wholesome thing but like the actual messages and the actual protagonist is not from a wholesome thing but yeah it's interesting it's interesting seven out of ten fine movie um, yeah it's a positive thing you know what else is a really positive thing for the industry really what? positive thing for it M- marry me marry me you know why because a shitty rom com. Truth. He's making money. I'm like people like and it's it. on Peacock. And it's on Peacock. 
<laughs> so I guess Marry Me is on streaming services, even though no, more people are watching theaters than Peacock. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anything. Um, what is it? Uh, on Peacock. Anything on yeah, like I think Peacock like really struggles to even get like people to watch their shit. So it's like yeah. nobody cares if it goes straight to Peacock. Everybody forgot about Halloween Kills being on Peacock as well, right? Yeah, and Halloween Kills made a shit ton of money too. Wow, yeah, Marry exactly. Me's at forty three million worldwide. That's pretty what good. Is... Marry Me, forty three million worldwide. What's the budget of Marry Me? I don't know. Let me look, try to see if I can find. It's probably yeah. a decent amount, just because it's probably thirty mil. Yeah, forty mil. Yeah. Imagine it's like seventy mil. <laughs> Twenty three million. Oh, okay. Wow. So it's it it's been forty mil, right? Forty three. Yeah, that's. Oh, I'd so say that's that's succeeded. a success. Yeah. It succeeded. Yeah. Fucking hell. So Marry Me is a fucking box office success. Dog is a box office success. Um, these movies are succeeding in a really dumb month. I mean, it's very um, it's very clever that they're dropping them in February because February is a really weak month. Yeah. Usually the first few months is the slow uh, period of the box office until yeah. it starts really kicking in. It used to be Oscar bit season, but this season it's just production hell season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just release Moonfall, release Unchai, release Death on the Nile, get them all done with. Good. But but these smaller movies are succeeding. Because we like, need to have our cape shit months. Oh my yeah. god. Oh, oh god, we got like another cape shit movie in two months time, right? When we're, when we're meeting up. Very much. More of March, April, May. May is... Is Doctor Strange? Yeah. March is uh, the Batman and Moon Knight, and then April is Morb. Oh, oh yeah, April is fucking Morbius. <laughs> January, March. So we got March, April, May, which are three co- cohesive months of a uh, cape shit, isn't it? Does June have anything cape shit? DC Super League of Pets. Oh, oh, then we got June as well. Don't you remember me? And, and then July's Black to... Adam. Oh yeah, my me and, god! Me and Pinkett did a statistic thing where it was like you get two cape shits a, uh, per month. Yeah, and we yeah, you can't forget about the t- right. the random TV shows we're probably going to be getting. That's why that's what I'm saying. That's why mm-hmm. two cape shits a month is including TV shows, video games, and other things. But yeah, like like that's you'll get those. Yeah. Uh oh yeah, fucking is She Hulk releasing soon? I don't. When, I think She Hulk releases this year. I don't know when. I'm interested in She Hulk. You know, I know it's going to be like all the other Disney plus shows. Yeah, I'll watch one episode at yeah. max and then never watch another episode again because it's probably it's, it's kind of interesting doing a She Hulk show, especially when it looks inspired by the shitty eighties, nineties Looper show. Because like, it's just, it's just weird. It's very niche. You know, it's very niche. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Roth back is Abomination. Yeah, Abomination baby. Oh, he's <laughs> back as an EOSM some shit. Yeah, yeah I, haven't, I haven't seen Tim Roth in anything in a little bit. So yeah. He hinted at it. Uh, yeah, that's another thing. It's not. It's not meant to be dark and serious. It's like it's just lawyer court show. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 very interesting. She's like, yeah, she's she's an interesting character in the comics. I'm I'm really interested. If she I I, I can I I don't want to guarantee this, but I have a feeling. Yeah. Fifth or sixth episode of She-Hulk. It's going to be six episodes, I'm assuming. Yeah. Fifth or sixth episode, she's going to be like, I need to win this case. And then they're going to be like, but you're going up against a really good lawyer. And, and then, then it's going to be Carly up, Cox. Yeah. And everybody's going to go, oh my God! Yeah, and he's okay. never going to be in the show again. And that's the end of it. <laughs> did you did you hear what Charlie Cox said about him going to cinemas to see their reaction for Daredevil? Nobody clapped. And nobody clapped and he was really p- upset. Dude, he should have came to mind. Everybody was annoyed. Like, I honestly, I don't really enjoy the clapping as much as, like, I don't yeah. mind it at the end of the movie, but I don't like whenever yeah. people clap. Because the first time I watched the um, No Way Home, like, the second time I got to watch it in theaters, I was hearing, like, I heard, like, so many more lines I wasn't able to hear because everybody was so fucking loud the first time. Yeah. So yeah. I would prefer if people just stayed quiet. 
<laughs> Charlie Cox was, and he was very upset. Poor guy. Charlie Day better as Daredevil, I fear. Ooh, no, nah, Charlie Cox, you're a nice dude. Yeah, we we stand. Even though you're an Arsenal fan, fuck you, bro. Yeah, screw Glory you. to Liverpool. We won a trophy today, Jason. For what? The EFL Cup. We beat Chelsea on penalties. What the fuck is the EFL Cup? It's it's one of the fucking three British cups they do. They do the Premier oh, League shit. FA Cup and EFL Cup. We won the EFL Cup. Dub. And we're still in the Premier League race, only three points behind. Oh Manchester. my god! I look up Liverpool on Google, and there's fireworks. Let's go! We won. Let's go! Woo! There's also where we're three points behind Man City in the Premier League. And the oh my god! We're ten world. points ahead of. Chelsea, oh my god, yeah. we're sweeping. What We've been hell? sweeping recently, bro. We've been sweeping. Five game and, and... win streak. Damn. Yeah, and and then like in the Champions League, we're like one of the top three favorites to win that thing. Holy crap, low. Hey, yeah. Wolves is in eighth place. Yeah, That's West bad, Bomb is in fifth. Skull who's emoji. In, who's in fifth? West, West Bomb. How many points do they have? Forty five. They're two behind Man United. Off, off. I want West Bomb to fucking what Man United's after. Fuck, Man United such bombs. The real fucking thing that we want is Arsenal to whoop both of them, or Tottenham. We want Tottenham to beat them both. Wait, did, actually, thinking about sports and movies, did you see that there's going to be the Tom Brady new what? movie? Okay. Where where it's a, it's going to be about these, like, four, like, I think they're, like, I don't even know how old the women are supposed to be, but they're supposed to be, like, 80 or 70 or something like that, and they and their goal is to go see Tom Brady play in the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady's going to play himself in the movie. This sounds like shit. Yeah, but at the same time, I'll definitely be going to see it. I'm going to watch it as well. It sounds like Uncle Drew, you know? Yeah. It sounds like the Uncle Drew for a new generation. Why, every five years, why does an athlete make like a shitty movie like that? Yeah, I don't know why. It's it's always like a sports, like, you know, yeah. comedy movie that just is always old so crap. People, it's like old people are going to do something funny for sports comedy. And you just know there's going to be more actors than just Tom Brady. It's going to be more like NFL people. Like, they're going to bump into Drew Brees at the, con- con- you know, <laughs> condiments and, like, fucking drinks, con- con- concession uh, stand. They're gonna Peter Manning's going to have a cameo. Yeah, Peter Manning's going to be like, ooh, that's got to hurt from commentary. You gotta have like oh fucking oh get Adrian Peterson in it's kid. You know to have cameos in the stands. Get um just Tom get Brady's everyone. best movie, Ted Two. Yeah, it is, yeah, definitely. What movies has Tom Brady done? Ted Two and <laughs> That's probably it. it. Probably... And now what this movies? one. He's just a shitty Jimmy Kimmel skits, those two. That's he, he uh Boston man, so he gotta beat the cameos. Yeah. It's gonna be more shit he's in. He can't just be in fucking Ted 2. Fucking hell, Tom Brady. Who's in, who, which NFL star is in the most things? Um, I'm trying to think. Is there any NFL? Dan I mean, Jim, was in Bad Boys Jim Brown was became an actor after he retired. Like Lee as well. Jim Brown, I mean, Jim Brown was in like, he got game, right? Yeah, he's in, I mean, he's in yeah. a lot of movies. He was in like Mars Attacks. Yeah. The Dirty Dozen, like all the 60s and 70s movies, like he was in a lot of those types of films. So Jim Brown is in a lot of B-movies. Jim Brown counts, right? Yeah, I mean, he probably is the best. I mean, that's not really saying much, but he's probably the best NFL actor. He was good in He Got Game. Um, who else? is? Yeah, it's Jim Brown. Yeah, it's got to be Jim Brown. He's fucking sweeps. But I'm just saying Dan Marino has the greatest performances. Dan Marino in Bad Boys 2. Truth and Dan Marino and um, what is it? Um, Ace Ventura. Oh yeah, he is fucking the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, to fucking rob him. Yeah, Dan, Dan Marino just plays Dan Marino, and he's Dan Marino. That's why he's thank the you, Dan. Yeah, thank you, Dan. But yeah, oh my God, it's Dan Marino. Yeah, officers, is there anything I can do? 
Yeah, give me your car, Dan Marino. Dan Marino should totally get this car. Not this one, because I'm going to fuck this one up. But you totally get this car. I love Bad Boys 2 so much. It's so, like... It literally is the comedy movies that parody that shit from the 80s, but, like, actually over the top with a big-ass budget. Bad Boys Kino. Bad Boys Kino. Comment to the, uh, the Bad Boys fucking... Can't wait until we get Bad Boys 4. That's what I'm going to say. Bad Boys Forever. Yeah. With they really the they really use Bad Boys for Life on the third film. How do you use it on the it's third? The fourth film. is gonna be Bad Boys Forever. Truth. Yeah. I don't I also don't think they expected Bad Boys for Life to do as good as it did. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. <laughs> <laughs> bro, why didn't you even go on Michael Bay cameo, bro? I know he was at the wedding. wedding he was, yeah. yeah, he did the toast. Because whenever I whenever I saw that that was coming out, and especially because it was a January release, I was yeah. like, this movie's going to suck. And then I watched the first two movies beforehand, and I was like, okay, I enjoyed these. And then I saw that movie, and I was like, holy shit, why was that so good? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then and then it also made a shit out in the box office and shit as well. Yeah, that was that was that was the most that made the most money I think in 2020. Yeah, Bud Boys is the greatest thing ever, bro. I I got all three posters now, by the way. Based the bad yeah. boy sweep. I got them all framed. Fucking hell, I can't wait, bro. Ah, bad boys forever is gonna be the best movie ever. Bad boys for life is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes at seventy six percent. It's a critically good movie. It's like it's like yeah, it's just a critical blockbuster, isn't it? It's all right. It's good. It's very safe. It's not like the rest. It's very like it's just it's just a good blockbuster movie. I'd say I'd say bad boys two is the greatest thing ever, and bad boys one is your run of the mill buddy cop movie. Yeah, but, Bad Boys for Life. The good thing about actually that making money is that that's kind of throwback to like those like you know obviously yeah, the older yeah, type of those two thousand blockbusters. Yeah, we yeah. need we need more of those back instead of and even I feel like even movies that try to be like buddy cop movies like just try to parody the genre so hard that it's yeah. like not funny. Like something like a Stuber, well, like where they just cops. try to make fun. Yeah, where Coffee they just try to make fun of it yeah. so much that it's like they're not even doing a good job of actually presenting us like the film. Yeah, that was gonna be my next point. My next point was gonna be about how we don't have buddy cop movies. I was gonna say we do have buddy cop movies, but they're not buddy cop movies. No, they're know, they're let's try to be subversive of the genre by being incredibly unfunny. Yeah, they are the Stuber, the fucking Coffee and Kareem, the fucking whatever else that director has done. The fucking like, like let's be cops, let's be cops too. They're, they're like they're not buddy cop movies, bro. The just. It's just shit. Buddy <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Cop movies are Martin Lawrence and Will Smith for two hours. Making jokes about, yeah. I don't know, random ass shit. Yeah. I just, I do find it ironic that me and you have been like, oh yeah, Will Smith, he's kind of an overrated actor and all that shit when like, I love bad boys. The peak of his career? The greatest performance he's ever done? Was Truth. Mike Lowry? Truth. <laughs> Truth. It's just the Mike iconic Black. duo, bro. How do you, how do you yeah, not like the, the iconic duo? The iconic duo. Five out of five. Gustavo Flick. Yeah, I, I agree. I'll, I also give Bad Boys 2 a five out of five. <sighs> Fucking hell, bro. I can't wait till we do that Bad Boys episode when Bad Boys Forever comes out. Truth. We need it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, last thing. Jason, I want you to fucking pull up a random Kids Choice Awards from a random year. And I want to guess who won that award. And you, yeah. Yeah. And okay. Random year. Um, yeah. Okay. Do, don't tell me nothing. Do I? Do you want me to tell you the year or no? Yeah. Tell the year so the audience know. Okay. I will pick the Kids Choice Awards from 2015. The Kids Choice Awards from 2015 is pretty recent. Okay. Let me know the award nomination category. All right. 
So the host of the 2015 Kids Choice Awards, Nick Jonas. Ooh, very famous guy. 2015, head of the curb because that was before Jumanji 2, baby. Wow, Harvey Beaks aired after the telecast. Harvey Beaks <laughs> is a isn't that an animated show? Yeah, somewhere it premiered after after the Kids Choice Awards. Oh, great! Thanks, Harvey Beaks. All right, um, what do you think one favorite movie? For in twenty fifteen, in twenty fifteen, it's it's a bad pick. Avengers: Age of Ultron. No, that wasn't Ooh. even nominated. What Avengers: Age of Ultron? We're writing, bro. That's like the greatest movie ever. No, it's it's actually low tier MCU for me. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. No, it's not. It's actually not even a cape shit film. That one. Not the vibes. But the Amazing Spider-Man two and Guardians is nominated, but they did not. Oh. They did not get. Uh, a win. So they automatically have better choice than half the Academy because of Guardians and True. You know, the Volgrotter movie that is Tasm 2 that Hulk Union loves. Um, okay. Do you want to give me a clue on the genre? Is it Pixels? No, it's... um. Do you want to give me the clue on the genre or something or an actor in it? Like it's, a supporting it's, it's based off a young adult novel. And it is very popular. divergent too, or something. No, but it's similar to Divergent. Maze Runner. Nope. Hunger Games. Catching yep. Fire. Not Catching Fire. The other one, Mockingjay. Mockingjay Part One. Yeah. Oh, that interesting. What the other nominations were Maleficent, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Transformers: Age of Extinction. So oh, Bay got the, that double on, nom, on the, the producer nom shows. and the director nom. Who got the producer and director nom? Transformers: Age of Extinction. Transformers: Age of Extinction got favorite movie or got nominated for favorite movie. Same thing with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So Bay got the producer nomination and director <laughs> nomination. Oh, amazing! <laughs> Two P in the Kids Choice Awards. Who was the Who was the favorite book kicker award going to? Let's see. Year? Was this Was this year? <laughs> yeah. I don't. They didn't have a favorite book kicker award this year. Did they have a favorite actor award then. They did case? have. They had a favorite male action star and also a favorite movie actor. So instead of calling it a book kicker, they called it action stars, right? Oh, yeah, their favorite female action star and favorite male action star yeah. right here. Was f- favorite female action star Jennifer Lawrence? Yep. For Katniss 17? And was yep. famous male action star Robert Downey Jr.? No. Um, Chris Pratt? No, this is... A- he was nominated, but this one's actually going to be really funny. Josh um, <laughs> No. Mark Wahlberg! No. Oh, I'm having so funny. Who was it? It's Liam Hemsworth for the Hunger Games Walking J Part 1. <laughs> It's not even the good M sword. I bet bet they made that joke when he got slimed on the fucking stage. (laughs) What the fuck is that shit, bro? You know, Channing Tatum got nominated for Jupiter Ascending. (laughs) Big vulgar auteurs, those Kids' Choice Awards. Uh, Who do you think the favorite villain was? This one's easy. Favorite villain? It's not easy. Come on, it's not easy. Is Is it Elizabeth Banks or whoever's in Hunger Games? No, no, it's actually not a Hunger Games one. <laughs> Is it Stanley Tucci? No. Thanos? Nope. <laughs> Ultron? Nope. You said this is easy. Maleficent? Yeah, yeah, it's... Bruh, that's like a technicality thing, isn't it? Angelina Jolie, favorite that's villain. Like saying, that's like saying Deadpool is my favorite villain. Because <laughs> she's the anti-hero of the movie. It's like, yeah. it's, like a, it's like, oh, it's really depressing. They think I'm evil because I kidnapped their kids and poisoned them. But it's all cool because I'm a better parent and I raised her well. <laughs> Jimmy Fox got nominated for The Amazing Spider-Man too. Oh, of course. He's my favorite villain of that year. Put him down, Put him down as the winner. <laughs> wow, they didn't even give him the award and he was a presenter at these. 
event. Yeah, wow. bro. You know who else was a presenter at this event? Kevin Adam James. Sandler? Oh, Kevin James? Adam Sandler not here, but Kevin James is. Jennifer oh, Lopez happy, is also here. Happy, happy oh, Adam Sandler is here. Never mind. Adam Sandler did present. Yeah, yeah. Did, happy, did, 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 did Hotel Transylvania 2 come out that year? Uh, no, I don't see any Hotel Transylvania okay. noms. That was, that was probably a year after or two then. What do you think one favorite cartoon? SpongeBob SquarePants? Yep, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we've looked at Kids' Choice Awards privately, we've SpongeBob SquarePants wins every year except for like one, the one or two years where Rugrats won. But that was, I think that was because that was before SpongeBob came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it was still so, Nickelodeon. As soon as SpongeBob came out, all of a sudden SpongeBob won every single year. What cartoons were nominated in 2015? What was SpongeBob's top? SpongeBob's competition was Adventure Time, The Fairly Odd Parents, Phineas and Ferb, Teen Titans Go, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Besides Teen Titans Go, is that the hardest roster it's had possibly? All that's that's pretty good. That's the hardest roster it could have in um fifteen uh, in ten years, right? True. So, so that's fucking yeah. SpongeBob always wins. So if you guys know about the Kids Choice Awards, SpongeBob always wins. Give me another fucking year. Fuck it. We'll do Let's two see. years to this in this podcast episode. Then um, then we'll go to the one minute review. The question of the day. I'll go to. This I, I we could do a whole episode on Kids Choice Awards. The 2011 Kids Choice Awards. Oh, this is harder, you guys, because this is during the Twilight Peak. All right, give me a random category. Um, favorite butt kicker. Oh, they got the butt kicker. For this yeah, year. they do. They do. Is it Taylor Lautner? Uh, no. There's actually no. I don't think this is a oh. year that. Oh no, Twilight. Twilight did get nominated for. Oh, okay. For our favorite movie actress, Kristen Stewart got a nomination, but there's Let's not go. many Twilight nominations here. Kids Choice Awards hated Twilight this year, didn't they? Yeah. Wow, the Academy snubbing Twilight once again. See, uh, everybody else talking about the Oscars, we talk about the real award show. Yeah, you know, instead of doing an Oscars episode, we should do a Kids Choice Awards we episode should. this year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to so, find out what the noms are for this year. They won't reveal. Bro, we, didn't, we couldn't vote. We, the voting closes like next week, I think, or two weeks, and we didn't, we couldn't vote on the website. So, so sad. Shaking um, my head. Who's hosting this year? Keenan Thompson? Yeah, I think it is. Okay, that sure. fits. <laughs> did RDJ win? RDJ was nominated for Iron Man 2, but did not win. Damn, that's how old 2011 was. It was 2010 was, bro. Iron Man 2. Thor? Chris Hemsworth? Uh, no, Chris Hemsworth was not even nominated. So it came out a year later. Yeah, that came out in 2011. Okay. 2010 famous book. I mean, this is this is a really whack pick. This he, I don't even know if he, how much butt he kicks in this is it Shia LaBeouf? No. Oh. So so it was a shitty I'll, I'll give you a hint. It was a shitty reboot. Um of a of a of a like a of an acclaimed eighties film. Colin that, Farrell? No. Chris Pine? No. A shitty reboot of an eighties film. Yes. With with uh one bad boys member's kid in it. Oh god. Uh, this that's a massive spoiler, isn't it? Is it? Is it Jackie Chan? Yep, and the Karate Kid is Mr. Han, and he and he just won because he's Jackie Chan, didn't he? Literally, I don't remember. I mean, I haven't <laughs> seen that movie in a while, but I don't remember him kicking any butt. So. He doesn't. I don't even think he beats up the kids in that movie. The other, the other favorite butt kicker, Steve Carell for Despicable Me as Gru, I'm Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man Two, and Will Ferrell for Mega Minds. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Mega Mind got snubbed. What won best animated picture that year? Best, let's see. Favorite animated movie, Despicable Me. Megamind wasn't even nommed. <gasps> what? So he was nominated for Best Book Kicker, but not Best Animated Movie. Despicable Me won favorite animated movie over How to Train Your Dragon, Shrek Forever After, and Toy Story 3. 
did did Netflix, did Nickelodeon have a little chunk into Despicable Me? Actually, uh, they might have. Isn't Despicable is Despicable Me a a, a Nickelodeon production? It's maybe? an Illumination movie, but I think they have a certain. It it came out during the end of that Nickelodeon blockbuster thing, right? Let me check. You can probably check a line. I don't know. Um, you know what the favorite cartoon was in the 2011 Kids' Choice Awards? Oh, this is really hard. Is it SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it actually wins every year, doesn't it? It's SpongeBob SquarePants against the Penguins of Madagascar, Phineas and Ferb, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Scooby-Doo Mission Cuphead was a good one. So oh my god, you know who the special appearances were? Who? Britney Spears, Jim Carrey, Poe the Panda Bear, and Blue and Jewel from Rio. <laughs> oh, great. That's amazing. That's three animals for the kids to see. Oh my god. Fanboy and Chum Chum announced favorite male athlete. What? <laughs> <laughs> who, was favorite, who was the male athlete winner this year? Let's see. It was... In 2011. Any guesses? Was it Kobe Bryant? Nope. LeBron James? No, it was a basketball player. I don't know how he won in 2011 because he was literally at the end of his career. Oh, Steve Nash? No. Kevin Garnett? No. He was at the end of his fucking career. Like, this might have actually been his final season or something. Holy (laughs) shit, 2011. Is it Jason Kidd? No. Fuck it. I'm going far back. You know this. Uh, Steve Nash. Vince Carter? No, Vince Carter fucking tried 50 years later. Ugh. I'm trying to think of retired. It's someone in the night. Paul Pierce, Kevin. No, no. It's. I have to guess this. I have to guess this before I go out like this. It's not Paul Gasol. It's favorite favorite athlete. He's a basketball player, and this was his last fucking season, or possibly. Oh, it was either his last or his second to last. He was yeah. old as hell and he was... fat as hell in the in this final few seasons. Shaquille O'Neal. Yep, it was Shaq. Wow. How did Shaq win in 2011? <laughs> right, he beat Peyton Manning, Michael Phelps, and Sean White. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he's already got some kids' choice awards. <laughs> Doesn't he usually make cameos there too? Yeah, just wait him on stage. He's like the SpongeBob SquarePants of the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm Shaquille O'Neal, and I'm gonna get slimed. And also because he makes movies with Adam Sandler, so of course yeah, he has to be nominated. Exactly. It's just it was just to see Shaq get slimed for the fifth time that year. <laughs> oh, good. I bet if you go to a random other year before like 2011, you'll find Shaq winning again. I'm just gonna go to the 2004 one. Let's just see. Because that one best fought. You know who was my favorite music group in 2004? This one's actually very funny. Who? Outcast. <laughs> oh, you know why? Because Hey Ya came out that yeah. year. The, the song about divorce and how breaking up and how you know we can't be parents and shit. Amazing oh my song. god, favorite ma- male athlete? Tony Hawk beat Shaquille O'Neal and Sammy Sosa Ooh. and Tiger Woods. Oh shit. I, and that's like, you know how, what do you think one favorite cartoon in 2004? Can't be SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> That's my favorite statistic of all time. SpongeBob SquarePants is undefeated, I think, right? Yo, when you find out there's a year, SpongeBob SquarePants did not win. While did not it. win. Yeah. I want to see I what bet- the first year it won was. I bet you could just type in, has SpongeBob ever lost a case choice award? I bet it would come up. <laughs> Who would beat SpongeBob? Squ- what was nominated in 2004? So SpongeBob SquarePants first got nominated in 2003, and it won in 2004. T- 2003, 2004. Let's see, 2005 it won. So three Pete. 2006, <laughs> it won for Pete. 2007, <laughs> let's see, where is it? Yep, one again. Five Pete. 2008, 
Where is it? Where is it? Favorite cartoon? Avatar The Last Airbender beats SpongeBob SquarePants in 2008. Holy wow. shit. Holy wow. shit. Wow. Upset of the year. Holy shit. That's like, that's like that one year the Dallas Mavericks beat the Miami Heat Super Team. <laughs> yeah. That's like when the Golden State Warriors lost the Toronto Raptors. That's like oh that's God. that's like when Steven Gerrard slipped when we, we were gonna win the league in twenty thirteen fourteen. That's like if fucking that's like when the film bro paradox was still alive and we were <laughs> getting less views than him. <laughs> that's that's insane. That's fucking insane. Wow. Bro. I, I really was expecting to go through every single year yeah. to see them win every award. That's still a Nickelodeon show though. But like again, SpongeBob bro I know, wow. Yeah, two thousand eight. Was there any other year after that that couldn't have been? It couldn't have been after 2000. No, I, I don't think so. Let me see. In 2021, 20, I'm assuming they still were winning. Oh, sports. SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Yeah, he it's still won. He wins. Yeah, mm-hmm. remember he wins. Yeah. In 2009, did he win? He has to have. Let's see. Oh, God. Where where did I go? Oh, nine and 10 are like the weird years to see if he wins. Wait, I got to find out. All right, here's 2009. 2009, Spongebob won. Yep. Well, cool. 2010, Spongebob Spongebob won. Oh, so Avatar's reign was very short-lived. Yeah, not too long. Literally one title. What a bum (laughs) team. They formed this Avatar last ever the super team for all these years and they only won one one ring. One championship. Meanwhile, Spongebob won like seven or eight. Spongebob on the true grind. I'm shocked that Spongebob's first nomination was in 2003 when it came out in 1999. <laughs> really hit of its time. They didn't know what was hitting them yet. It was it was getting those draft picks to get that healthy super team ready. Ah, God, that's insane, man. I love the kid. We, we, need to, we need to load up some facts for next episode as well. You'll do that next episode as well, Jason. Truth. Yep. I love the Kick Slice Awards. If you guys are ever bored uh, and you've got like a friend, one friend, two friends, three friends near you, just fucking just give them your phone and be like, yo, give me a random year and let me guess what one Kick Slice Awards that year. Yeah, it's very, very, because they have so many different categories because there's the movie, the TV series, and it has like the, the music, the, the sports, the best part. and yeah. they have like video games and shit and cutest couple. The year where Taylor Lautner and Kristen uh, Stewart Chris beat Stewart out Barack won. Obama and Michelle Obama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Kristen Stewart, Taylor Lautner, even though she ends up with Edward in the next movie, beat fucking Michelle Obama and Barack Obama. And they also beat years. Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart for best the couple, for the same time, movie. I was saying, how old Barack and Michelle nominated? Like, which kid was like, <laughs> yeah, those are my favorite couple of the year. Nobody thinks about it. <laughs> yeah, it's rigged, isn't it? It's rigged. Oh my god, Robbie Amell from True Jackson VP was a part of... I didn't even know he was in True Jackson VP. He performed a disco routine. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, right? True Jackson VP and The House of Anubis are two shows I did not watch. I never before. watched those, no. Yeah, I never watched those. Oh wait, no. Robbie Amell, Ariana Grande, uh, Gage Gottlieb, and the Penguin to Madagascar performed a Bollywood routine. What? Oh, oh that'll be, that's going to be amazing, isn't it? What? You know what I found out recently, which kind of surprised me? What? You know how they do the Bollywood Oscars, right? Like the Bollywood Awards? Yeah. You know? Like, well, in the 1990s, they would get, like, Hollywood A-listers to fucking, and 2000s as well. They would get them to, like, just go and, you know, host an award category. Really? And one, and one, yeah, and one year in the 90s, they had Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and in the 2000s, they had Will Smith. Holy shit. And the Sweet. Bollywood Awards. 
Oh, behind. And it's like they wear shalvakamis and everything. It's hilarious. Sweep. Sweep. That's fucking, yeah, hilarious. And all the comments are so funny. They're like, how do they get them? How do they get them? <laughs> yeah, money. That's how. But yeah, Will Smith at the Bollywood Awards. Sensational. <laughs> oh, I found the picture of Keanu Reeves at the Bollywood Awards. Yeah, he's wearing the shavakamis. He looks yeah. really trippy. Looks like, a, looks like a, you know, a less chad version of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Will yeah. Smith Bollywood? Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Where's Big the Willie style? I think Just... this is him dancing with a bunch of people. Yeah, it should. Yeah, it should be done. Just have a Will Smith Bollywood Awards. He, he should be there. He was. Uh, he was doing the best female actor category. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, yep. Here he is. Yeah, and he asked my mom about this. I don't think she. I don't know if she watched the award shows. I need to ask her about this. I want to see if there's more weird cameo clubs. Or some shit. Let <laughs> me ask her about it. But um, yeah, that's fucking hilarious. I love the Kids' Choice Awards. We'll be doing that every episode. I'm really pissed off that we couldn't vote this year. I know. What the hell? This is it was this is on, awful. The, on the website. It was saying vote now. Vote. I don't know if we were late and they just stopped the voting thing. But like they did say we could still vote. They just didn't let us vote. We need our Kids' Choice Awards 2020. Check right now. Can we vote? Let you probably see. checked. You probably checked, I'm guessing. Let me check. Nickelodeon. If we, if we go vote right now, we're going to do that right after this fucking episode ends, and I'm going to sleep after we fucking vote. We're going to vote, bro. Okay. Uh, all right, let's see. I'm on nick.com. Moment of, moment of hope. We could still vote for Kid of the Year, but Kid's Choice Awards, we does not seem like we could vote. Click on the Kid of the Year award thing. All right, let me Who's click on Trevor year? Noah's face. Wait, Trevor Noah's the host of the show? Yeah, he's Kid of the Year, celebrating everyday kids <laughs> and making an enormous impact. I can't vote for that either. What? So we can't vote for anything? They're locking us out. Bruh, they're trying to shut our voices, bro. The kids choice awards is trying to silence the phone Paris. Choice awards. They know we, they know our viewers are so like impact like passionate that they will like sh- they will fucking, you know, vote like vote spam the kids' choice awards and shut down all their servers. Wait, you know Adam Sandler and Will Smith don't even have the most individual uh kids choice awards? Wait, who does? Selena Gomez. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Selena's being... She has 11. Will Smith and Adam Sandler have 10. They need to bring, bring that I shit back. I, w- I would have thought they don't have, like, 20 or some shit. Yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants has the most uh, with 18. <laughs> now, Selena might have the most, but she never won Wannabe, wannabe of the Year. The like Wannabe of the Year. Yeah, but, like those two did. <laughs> Selena makes sense, though, because she's a musician and was an actor. <laughs> So it makes sense. So she's getting that extra. And she was on Wizards of Waverly Places too. So <laughs> I remember if you're on a TV show, you get like 50 fucking different nominations. You get different yeah, categories. You get like all the categories. You get like three categories for each. Uh, you know, if you're in a show and a movie, you get an animated movie, you get two for animated movie as well. You can. And also, unlike the Academy Awards, the Kids' Choice Awards does not sound voice actors. If you're a voice actor in an animated movie, you can get nominated for Best yeah. Kicker of the Year. Yeah. yeah, and you also they also do have the Best Animated Voice uh, yeah. Award, too. And also, they're not afraid to nominate one or two animated movies for Movie of the Year. True. Like, like the Academy are. The Academy have only done that, like, once in the last 10 years. So, all I'm saying is Kids' Choice Awards, good. Yeah. Oscars, bad. I'm sure Tony Hawk is, hasn't won the most, like, Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah, right, you would have assumed he would have had, like, a lot yeah. more, but he really doesn't. It's because he's old, isn't it? He's 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 like yeah. he was hip at one time, and the kids are like, "Hey, old man, you're too old for us now. We don't like skateboarding." Yeah, you can't do those epic tricks yeah. anymore. Yeah, go back to two thousands, creep. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because jokes on you because Tony Hawk Pro Skater is awesome. Tony Hawk. 
And now, lastly, question before we get to the one-minute review, which Hulk Union is a really free guy for all of you, so be blessed. Um, question of the day, Jason. I, I put this on my Twitter. I had a post about this. Do you think there can be a greatest of all time? Or do you think one movie is the GOAT? What are your thoughts on that? Mm, I think I think the guy in your comments who said the only thing, the only case where they could really make it is Tom Brady. <laughs> He spit yeah. in. And he ye to goat, no cap. He that guy was also smart too, of course. But yeah. um in terms of movies, I don't I don't think that's that's possible. I think I think too many people try to say that there's a greatest, but simply that would be I mean, maybe in a pure technical aspect there could be a film that is technically flawless, but I think there could also be multiple films that have that type of status anyway. So mm-hmm. it's I think I think it's I think it's impossible, but you can say things like, I don't know, but goat is also a term I use to describe anything that I particularly same. like. So, same, yeah. at the, so at the same time, there's no one greatest, but there can be multiple greatest greats. Yeah, I call everything goat, but this is the thing. I, I don't take the term literally. I don't yeah. take the term as in I want to start an argument. You can call, I call stuff like one of the greatest. I think Goodfellas is one of the greatest. Adaptation is one of the greatest. You know, Godfather is one of the greatest. Like... I don't firewalk me is one of the greatest. I don't think fucking one of those movies is like the best ever because like film is subjective and everything is so different to each person that you can't really give like a proper or oh, they're gonna definitely think this movie is a masterpiece. Like I think adaptation is a masterpiece, but like I know a lot of people will think differently, right? Because people are bombs. And yeah, exactly. And you also gotta realize that people fucking if if you take something that serious and you're like it's the greatest movie ever. And it's like Goodfellas or Marriage Story or some shit. You'll fucking... You'll see a comedy movie or like a generic rom-com and like that is kind of cool and unique and shit. Or a James Gunn movie, for example. And you'll probably treat it more harsher or you'll probably yeah. dismiss it straight away because you think a movie has to be serious to be good. If that makes Truth. any sense. You'll Truth. start dismissing comedy and shit. And that's awful. You're going to dismiss different genres, you know? All these movies are part of different genres. If you start liking a lot of them, then you'll start liking the different genres and actually take them for what they are. Um, actually, this movie from nineteen forty-two, uh, filmed in uh, Sony Purchase. Era, yeah, nineteen eighty. Greatest, yeah, the greatest film of all time. Actually, you're right. You're right. It is what was that? Toilet Be a Mall by by Martin Dunshaw. Yes, that film is so awesome. Okay, that movie is the greatest. When he says love is nothing, and he fucks your mum, and then he throws the thing in the toilet. <laughs> that that scene is so deep. I always like to see whenever people ask, like, what country makes the best movies? Like, um, America. America. Because Toilet the French because, movie. Yeah, because Toilet <laughs> Dia. Uh, Bad Boys 2 didn't come out and it wasn't made in any other country but America. So I think that already proves the answer. Yeah, but Von Hindenship made the original movie Bad Boys Joyce. Which yeah, is, true. Michael Bacon, unoriginal bomb. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe Michael Bay adapted from The Goat, but it makes sense. The Goat adapted from The Goat. Yeah, true. We need another Von Hinden shit production to be to be restored. Yeah, to restore the film Paradox Archives YouTube. Yeah, I was I was thinking of uh, restoring one recently. <laughs> <laughs> was, I was gonna restore it when I was making my basement too. I was going through my basement like trying to find my old camera that I used to film, and then I'm like, oh shit! I found this really old tape from 1960 of a Von Hinden shit movie, and I'm like, you know what? While I make my basement too, Jason, I might restore it. Would you Would you like that? Yes, I would. I will cry if we ever get to see a, a toilet more <laughs> too. And also, for someone who lived in France his whole life, one Hindu French was really bad, and it yeah. 
Yeah, he... <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over his face either. <laughs> yeah, his face. He's got this. He's got similar like hair and like some structure as you. You know, <laughs> so, he yeah. looks like Lars von Trier as well. <laughs> He looks, you know what he looks like? He looks like a mix of me, you, Tarantino, and Lars von Trier. I could never be it. Remember, remember when people thought that uh, von Shit is a real person? Remember when they thought he was a completely other real person? Yeah. <laughs> uh, von Hinden Shit is like the greatest. Bro, how come Americans don't get that von Hinden Shit is like a real name, bro? Yeah, like what the fuck? Everybody's trying to act like that's a fake director. Yeah, like, just because you like, haven't heard of him because you're not as niche in India as us doesn't mean that he's fake. I've seen a lot of like Americans, and it's strictly only my American friends on Instagram, like PP and, and our group chats and shit. Are like, who's Von Hinden shit? And in my head, I'm like, you seriously don't know who Von Hinden shit is? He's like the greatest thing ever. He inspired everybody's favorite films of today. Yeah. Like, they know that's a real name. They just don't know who he is. And so, and, and I'm like, bro, Americans, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet DMR is a short film directed and written by John Klaus von Hinden, shit, a popular film director whose <laughs> film debut, Rebel Creatures, was banned from the film community of Greece as it was seen as too grotesque. Hinden shit has developed a cult following in the 21st century and is seen as a director who was ahead of his time. <laughs> If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, go look up Toilet Diamore on YouTube. It's the first video. Is it actually? I think it is. Yeah, it is. T-O-I-L-E-T-T-E-D-M-O. Yeah, it is. Toilet Diamore is like the greatest thing ever. Or you could just type in Von Hinden shit, right? And Toilet Diamore will come up. Let's see. Von, I'm going to type in Von Hinden shit. Von Hinden shit. No, it's not. What the hell? Oh, what is? Oh, wait. I put hide and shit. That's why. Shit. No, it's original oh. uncut kazoo footage by somebody named Paul Von Hindenpoop. Oh, that must be a fucking Von Hinden shit stand. <laughs> yeah. Gene Klaus Von Hinden shit. You know, we were going to restore, we were going to restore Von Hinden shit's uh, toilet DMR in 720p. And we were going to make criterions of it, but our intern didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if PP would like that though, because it's too too mainstream of a film to be restored. Yeah, PP wanted a commentary track on it. I think me and PP were going to do a commentary track on it. I know we're not the director, but there's also going to be a director commentary track, and there's also going to be a really old like interview with Von Hindenburg on a 1947 show talking about the movie. And funnily enough, right, Jason, the guy, the the interview who was interviewing looked like you, but with a mullet. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Von Hinden shit. What a revolutionary director. People need to start getting him in his credit. That's for sure. They do. They do. Lars von Trier and Tarantino and Jason and Adil will obviously inspired by him. Yeah. Hey, at least yeah. we're not afraid to admit it, unlike some people. Yeah, some people. Uh, Gaspar Noir, who stole <laughs> all of his style, and Michael Bay, who stole bad boys from him. <laughs> von Hinden shit, like, such a great guy. Actually, no, he's not a great guy. I heard he did a lot of, like, awful problematic things to his uh, employers and, uh, you know, actors and shit. Wow. But it's okay. Everybody will excuse it because of art. Am I right, Jason? Yes, of course. Art means it's okay to be a terrible person. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's okay to be a dick. <laughs> Kubrick looked up to him. Of course. Of course he did. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's it. Check out Todd Dia Amor by Director Von Hinden shit on YouTube, on the Idol Does Movies YouTube channel, on the Phil Tyree Dawships. And um, yeah, now into Hulk Union. For the yes, first enjoy show. the one minute review. Enjoy the one minute review. We'll be out. Oh, look who it is. Hello there. Hello, class. Do you have work off today? Huh? You're not going to work no, today? I'm, no, I'm just working later. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say you won't play Fortnite soon. Oh, no. I can play for a little bit. Okay, we'll play after this then. So yeah, if you go into to the end of the episode, this is the Hulk Union one minute review. Hulk, what are you going to review with us today? What are you going to review? Um, I'm reviewing Free Guy. <laughs> Wait, did you watch it properly? I did watch the whole thing for real. Okay, cool. One minute review, go. Um, okay. So, I thought the movie was, was fine. But there's, there's, you know, I guess it's entertaining enough, which is what it's going for. But mm-hmm. there's a few issues that I really have with it that keep me from, like, genuinely liking it. Which is, first of all, a lot of the humor is absolutely terrible. It is, like, yeah. it's like Reddit cringe humor. From it's not just Reddit humor. It's like six-year-old humor, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it just kind of has this really ugly, like, boring digital look to it. Mm-hmm. Um. And of course, the I'm, there's been clips of it that have been shared around, but like the references to like Avengers and Star Wars and stuff that mm-hmm. are so forced. Um, so I really you can spoil the cameos and references, by the way. Everybody knows about them. You can spoil them. Oh yeah, yeah with with Channing Tatum and Chris Evans. Yeah, you could. What, what do you think of those? Quirky. Um, I you know I thought the Hugh Jackman one with him with the voice was kind of cute because yeah. it's not obvious, but the rest yeah. of them are a little forced. Yeah. Um, but oh, I, I actually didn't hate the movie or anything, even though it kind of sounds like I do. It was, <laughs> it was a serviceable summer blockbuster, I guess. Yeah. And that's the whole one minute ten. review. Yeah. Free guy. Five out of 10, three out of five, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. That's how, that's what we thought of it. Yeah. Okay. Before we play Fortnite, is there any cape shit news to go through before or anything you want to say? Um, not off the top of my head. No. I guess we should do the Batman hype meter. How good do you think it's going to be? I guess. I'm, I am hoping for an 8 or 9 out of 10. I'm hoping for an 8 or a 9 out of 10. Then again, the whole world is going to be so disappointed if it's just an 8 out of 10. For them. Yes, that would be very sad. Because it's like the most like overhyped movie of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, imagine, oh, imagine this is like a 50%. Imagine if it's like a 6 out of 10 movie. <laughs> Lots of people would be pissing their pants, but I would honestly be fine with that. I would be fine with that as well, because we, we are vulgar auteurs, aren't we? Yeah. And also, it'd be really funny to see the world get mad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's the Hooky Woman review. He reviewed Free Guy. And yeah, goodbye, class. That's the end of the episode. Love you. Mwah. Let's go on Fortnite. <laughs>